Guys, I want to take a second and talk with you about one of the sponsors for our ABV podcast, and that is Athlon Insurance. These guys have been around for a while, and they will help you with comprehensive proposals for all your insurance needs. They specialize in home, auto, flood, and life insurance, and they guarantee to find you the coverage that you need at a rate that you can definitely afford. And we all know that's an important thing when it comes to insurance. Owner Dwayne Moran's been doing this in the industry for almost 12 years. He'll help you understand your policies and your deductible options. And it doesn't cost a dime to get a proposal, folks. All you have to do is give them a call, get a proposal. It's free. Their number is 225-366-7530. Call today. Call tomorrow. Just call. Give them a call so they can help you out with your insurance needs. Athlon Insurance, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. Cafecito Coffee Roasters was started by two friends from across Louisiana that came together in Baton Rouge to share a common passion for specialty coffee. They focused their efforts on responsibly sourcing, craft roasting, and meticulously brewing the best coffees possible to serve their customers across the country. They take a different approach to great coffee. They believe that it doesn't have to be arrogant, snobbish, or patronizing. It just needs to be what it is, and that's great coffee. And like all great things, it should be enjoyed by everyone. They pay a higher price for their coffee, helping struggling farmers who in turn produce better quality coffee beans. They roast every batch to showcase the intrinsic quality of each of the coffees they find. They sample every single batch of coffee before it leaves their roastery. That's their motto, and that's why they are different, and that's why they aren't your average coffee roaster. Find them online as well at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X dot com. Pelican Craft Brands is Louisiana's American craft-only distributor, and it's their passion to educate consumers and to help them in the discovery of U.S. independent and family-owned breweries. Quality is of the utmost importance to their team, and their retail relationships afford greater choice and selection as a result of their commitment to better beer. With partners like Southern Craft Brewing Company, Rally Cap Brewing Company, Astruma Beer Republic, and Wachita Brewing Company, and many more coming down the line soon, they're here to disrupt the market and help Help consumers discover new choice and selection in craft beer. Honk when you see their red trucks around town. And always remember to pick up some craft beer and challenge the status quo. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. All right, Kevin, so how would you feel? So I brought up the question about, like, what, what are you drinking at home? Like, what do you have in your fridge? How would you feel about a little sharing of some beers on the podcast? Have a little absolutely, a yeah. I know yeah. a guy who may have a couple uh, things with him. Yeah, Don't look what, at me. Before we get there, what, what are some <laughs> of your non-local beers that I guess oh, okay. you either have, yeah, or yeah. you seek out, or? Well, so one that I've always stayed true is Stone. I will, I will grab a six-pack of Stone Ripper Stone IPA all the time, OG, or Stone IPA, yeah. right? Yeah, Stone so, IPA was the one. Yeah, and then. Um, 
you know, I love New England IPAs. I mean, obviously, I make a bunch of them. It's my favorite, so I try to get as many of them as I can. I grew up in Providence, so, you know, Trillium, Treehouse, those, yes. are, those are my jams if I can yep. get those. Yes. Um, when, I, when I go home for Christmas and times like that, that's, I make okay, the pilgrimage. Where are you from originally from? I know you said you Providence, were, Rhode Island. Pro, so that's where you, okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. So you're stocking up when you go back home. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the big. I got. You know, I drag my sister to hit the breweries. I'm like, you got to go. Here we go. We got to. Yeah. You know, we got to go stand in line at Treehouse for two hours. Yeah, because they don't distribute. <laughs> yeah. You want right. that beer? You got to go to the brewery to get it. Right. And then they limit to you how much you can drink there on the premises. Really? It's more about taking the bulk stuff home. Yeah. yeah. You, you only get so you many. You buy ounces. as much as you want. You're only allowed so many ounces on site to drink. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, and I don't know if it's fluctuated or whatever. It's a state law thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, that there, would be my guess that it's some sort of state. I was to drink well, all yeah. day there. And they were like, well, you can buy all this. I'm like, I guess we're going to go back yeah, to the hotel and drink it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll leave then. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. <clears throat> but Cliff brought a few things. I don't know what he brought. A few surprises. But a few surprises, but I figured it'd be nice to share them with you since you're, oh, you know. I'm definitely up for that. Showing us right. some hospitality about doing the podcast Absolutely. Here. So I can bring the ice. Check <laughs> Grab some glasses. We'll, pa- we'll pause for the cause for a second. How about that? <laughs> right. We'll be right back on the ABV podcast. Ahead yet? So we're back on the ABV podcast. Cliff has came back with his magical ice chest full of brews. <laughs> what are we drinking, Cliff? You tell All us. Right, what's so going out of on. the bag of tricks, I figured I'd go with a style that we haven't had yet. It was a, it was a great selection of four we had here, but uh, we haven't had a sour yet. Is there any plans to do a sour? Yeah, down there, definitely, okay. definitely. You know, got to hit the, got to hit the Trinity, the New England IPA, the fruited sour, and, yes. the, and the pastry stout. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, that, and you talk about gateways with the yeah. cream ale and the pale ales, but uh, I find the gateway for a woman to get into craft beer are the sour ales. Yeah. And that's using different types of fruits and different adjuncts. The one we got here is from Other Half out of Brooklyn, New York. It's called the Boysenberry Crunchy. It tastes like a Boysenberry Parfait. Whoa. Just to read you what's inside of this thing here, it's got vanilla, marshmallows, granola, toasted coconut, more vanilla, cinnamon, <laughs> almonds, and milk sugar. I haven't gotten that one from you, have I? No. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I, I remember that. No, this one just, just off the press. This came in. Okay. Fresh <laughs> off the press. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Beer mail came in today. <laughs> <laughs> the beer mail this dude gets, it's unreal. Uh, I like how you, you show your doorbell camera of the UPS guy just like... Throwing boxes <laughs> on your front door, it's yeah, like it's, beer mills here, and he's like, just the, that dude. He, you must be on a first name basis with that. Oh guy. no, I've actually shared a beer with him because oh, sweet. we go. had a, we had an accident with one package particularly that where it was leaking. I was, man, it smells great. What the heck is that? I smell like maple syrup and all this. <laughs> so let me get you one, and he's like, what? I was like, it, it's a beer. <laughs> Oh, I won't tell nobody. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> so uh, he takes it home. I don't even tell him what the ABV is because it's like 13.5%. By the way, it was another half beer. Was, I was about to say it was a great notion yeah, or something. It was another half beer. He comes back the next day because he had another, another package. He's like, man, what did you give me? Because I just drank one beer that night. And it was like, <laughs> that was enough. He said, it tasted like, you know, pancakes with, with bananas. I was like, yeah. I said, well, it was 13.5%. 13.5% what? I was like, ABV. He's like, What's ABV? I was like, alcohol by volume? There's that much alcohol in beers? I'm like, that particular beer. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> they can't be boozy. He goes, well, if you ever get something that's really good like that, just let me know. Set it outside. I'll pick it up. <laughs> so like, okay. Turn so, a yeah. UPS guy into a yeah. crap beer drinker. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the power you have, Cliff. That's right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of beers out there. People say, oh, I don't drink craft beer. But it's because they just haven't had the right beer to drink. Right. Yeah. So uh, Jay is pushing the glasses towards <laughs> you. That means poor. I mean, poor. <laughs> 
You told him what's in it, and he wants to drink it. Yes. Look at the boysenberry. Dude. Which, by the way, it says now with marshmallows. Like it's a cigarette bottle. Ah. Now. It was first not with marshmallows? Well, they did a couple of versions without, and somebody said, hey, well, maybe we should put marshmallows in this. And I think the marshmallow just adds to the texture on it. Oh, wait, we, what size glasses you guys? Split These are 10 ounces, so okay, yeah. Split so. There you go. So we'll split this one and split that one. I was about to say, you're pouring a lot into one glass, man. Oh, that's <laughs> all for me. It's like, I, I brought this for me to drink. Sharesies. We should all get four. Yeah. So the great thing about about all relations is that is other half in Southern Prohibition together doing That's beer. correct. So it smells like technically you're getting other half beers now in oh, no, it's, pretty much. I mean, you can I taste mean, it. Everything that, that I've noticed from all relations that they put out, lots of votes. And that's yeah. very typical from other half. Other half does lots of votes. They like their citra hops. They like their galaxy hops. And you get that from all relations. So... What's cool about this whole like Louisiana craft beer Whoa. scene blowing up is a lot of things now where you're just like, I don't think I have to go out of state anymore. It's like a lot of stuff that are producing here locally. Yeah. Save the money on shipping and save the money on muling because it's it's getting produced here in your own backyard. Exactly. This is delicious. <laughs> it's what super does it remind delicious. you of? Fascinating. I, I I know exactly what it is, but you had this as a child and you probably still have it today as a Captain adult. Crunchberries? Like Frankie like, berries. Yeah. Close. A blow pop. The, yep. The yes. uh, deep purple version of it. Yep. Right. It tastes like Nailed a blow it. pop. Yeah. You're right. A blow pop. There you go. Man. It's wow. a lot of layers of this. The blow, oh, yeah. With the bubble gum in the middle? <laughs> uh-huh. That, that is, is really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Oh. Wow. This, is, this is what keeps my wife sane from kicking me out of the house because right. she likes beers like this. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, oh, honey. Get some more of those. Get some more of those. I'm like, all right. So that's why she likes hanging out at Gillen drinking those Luscious. Yeah, yeah. Those luscious, <laughs> right. But this is a perfect beer to get women into the craft beer scene. Yeah. Because it doesn't taste like beer. Right. It does taste like a parfait. Like, it literally. And by the way, it's 7.4? Yeah, 7.4 ABV. And it's like, you don't pick up 7% anywhere it's on there. No. Which no. makes it that much more lethal. Yeah. Which, that's, that's good. It's yeah. got a nice <laughs> body, though. That's what the, you know, yeah. that extra ABV the, gives the, you, too. And the, more, and the marshmallow on there, I think, kind of yeah. helps the, the, the creaminess to it. It's like sweet, but it's not like, it's not puff puff pastry sweet. <laughs> It's not in your face. It's smooth. Yeah, and it's like you take like it, as you you drink it, every layer just like you taste it, which yeah. is you know it. You have to be on your game to be able to brew a beer where if they list five different flavors and you when you taste, taste them all, you taste yeah. all those. Yeah. It's like all right, yeah. <laughs> you're There's doing no way all that it's in here, but like you taste yeah. everyone that's on this yeah. Like you taste all the vanilla, the marshmallow, like and everything. And the good thing about here. what other half does is they do do a lot of high ABV beers. But they cleverly hide that alcohol flavor to it. Yeah. Which is dangerous and good at the same time. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But it's the reason they're able to pump out four or five a day, yeah. it seems yeah. like, for, for mass release. Yeah. It's amazing when I see, like, on Instagram, like, Ingenious or 450 yeah. North with putting out, like, four or five beers at a time. And they're all so damn good. It's like, how do you, how are you, like, how would you manage to nail these flavors that, like, these profiles... With five different beers, you're brewing it like at the same time or whatever, and releasing those. It's just it's weird. But now that I bring up 450 North, as a brewery owner, as yeah. a brewer, you, you know where Good I'm question. going with this. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about everything that's going on with 450 North? About Jay, have you have you heard about this? No. So 450 North has a uh, series of beers that are like slushy beers. I heard of it. And apparently. Uh, oh, were they lying about the ABV on about, it? Well, yeah, I, they were lying about the ABV. Okay, I did uh, hear something about this. Someone 
tested the one of the slushies and it came back as like 2.9 percent ABV on it when they were advertising it as like maybe nine and a half or something like that. So Kevin, as a brewer, I just wanted to get your opinion on that process and like how do you think something like that happens? That's a good question because I guess the wide discrepancy. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Apparently, you pulled one out that Kevin likes. Hop, <laughs> hop butcher. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just such a wide discrepancy, right? If, if if they're advertising nine, their base beer would have had to be 14 or 15% because their beers right. are half fruit, right? So it would have had to be 15% base beer, which I can't imagine. So is it the process? Like, are they randling the fruit? On top of it, or are you just throwing the fruit in at the end of it, that, and it's soaking up all the alcohol? That's an excellent question, because I know some are doing the Randall, mm-hmm. right? I know Answer does the Randling, which yes. is, uh, you know, but their stuff's phenomenal. Um, so, I, I, I'd love to know their process. I don't know their process. My assumption, I, I just go with the assumption that they're conditioning it on that fruit, right? And it's already fermented, and it's just adding fruit, essentially, and letting it okay. mix, um, and essentially, they're just like, diluting beer with fruit. Yeah, um, is, so is the best clock, guess. So they clock in the base, and that's it. They don't that clock seems it in like after. what they would have had to have do, but they should they shouldn't have done that, right? I mean, right. if your if your base is nine and your fruit is zero, right, and you're fifty fifty, it's a four point five percent beer or, or, or close to right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because they're like really packing the fruit in. Right. Yeah, for so sure. it's not 50 right. 50. It's almost right. like 75 more. Yeah, exactly. So there's no way a beer that's 75% fruit is 9% alcohol, right? It, you'd have to be mixing it with Everclear, right? right? I mean, <laughs> yes. So, Some moonshine in there right. or something. So it's just, it's, it's odd. And I guess I'm, you know, I, I'm surprised at, at how that happened. Yeah. So I think it's, and I think it's important that you. You're up front, right? And yeah, I mean, they, they need to, that's illegal. Like they right, can't it's be, illegal, absolutely. You can't be posting yeah. a certain ABV percentage and then it's somebody tested it and it's coming in right. way lower than that. Like, yeah. So it's illegal not, either way, whether it's above or below. Or below. Right? Yeah. The TTB gives you like two-tenths of a point either direction yeah. um, when they test it. And that's not a big window either, no, right? No. Well, so, that's what makes me think they just turned their sample into the state government when they had their base Right for it, and then when they added the fruit, they never tested. Yeah, it well, and the thing is, they know you're never going to get tested, right? The odds you ever get picked for a TTB audit for ABV are needle on a haystack. Okay. So you just so most folks, I don't think they worry about. Well, it, do they right? set themselves up now that they're going to oh, yeah. come in and come yeah, like, check I, everything? I, I think now, so. Right? It's just I weird so. that like what made this one person decide? I don't think this ABV is correct, and I'm going to take this to a lab and test this beer. Right. Well, anybody can test any beer. So the yeah. place is out but, in Oregon. You can send any beer off there, and they'll come back, and they'll give you for 20 yeah. bucks. But, like, play. what made that person decide that? Because though? the dude like, hates beer. He thinks craft beer is ah, silly. That's what it was. So okay. I think he was, like, to prove a point, he probably just so happened he came across 450 stuff, right? Yeah. It was, it was Here's my question. Viral. If you're sitting at the bar drinking five or six of these 9% beers and not getting wasted, yeah. Right. What is your? Who, That's that, what I was thinking. Right. What, <laughs> That's what would make cause me to question that. I have yeah. an answer to that because typically when you got these slushy beers, you weren't having multiple in the session. Like what made you? I guess when still does make slushy beers great. It's a good in between when you're doing a share with some friends. Yeah. So yeah. You'll yeah. drink two or three different styles, and I, I consider it a palate cleanser. You drink this, it resets everything. Yeah. And you go back to like any of your stout or an IPA or whatever. So no one was drinking four in a row and saying. Eh, you know? yeah. So yeah. they never knew. And then they probably even knew that. So that's why they continued to do what they were doing. And then, hey, the money was rolling in. So let's not say anything. And I think yeah. the money is still rolling in. I don't think yeah. they've lost any business for it because no. you have the people that, like, 
And I think it's a small amount that are going, oh, I'm not buying that beer right. anymore because they lied about the ABV. But at the same time, you have this number of people that are going, I'm not worried about the ABV. Yeah. The beer is it's delicious. Good. Right. So yeah. you have that. the complete yeah. drunks that are in a craft beer scene. They're all yeah. about ABVs. They all want to the their stuff. dome and, and get their buzz. But to me, craft beer is not about the ABVs. It's no. about really unique, creative beers that are from the norm on your shelves and stores. Yes. Right? But You're not looking for the alcohol content when I'm going to buy a beer. Like right. how how high is this one? Like that's I'm going for right. the flavor. I'm going for the experience. See, the guys that are hating on them reminds me of like when your parents tell you Santa Claus doesn't exist and you hate him for like three months. Yeah, right. And then you think about it. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't have said anything because I probably would have got better gifts if I just kept believing in Santa Claus. Maybe the beer would have kept going that same way too. There you go. <laughs> Good analogy. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, let's pour this next one that Kevin's super excited yeah, about. Yeah, very. Excited. So I go to Chicago a lot. For work and Hot Butcher makes some really good beers, and this is by far is their best beer. Oh. It's double blazed orange. There's double things of vanilla in it, and there's double things of oranges in it. Anything with vanilla, I'm just I'm so. And by the way, it has Strata hops, which I right. love Strata hops. Yeah. So this, get, this is gonna be delicious. Which is very typical in the Midwest. The Midwest still puts that little yeah. bitterness on the back end. You see why I'm broke, Jay? This dude right here. See, getting <laughs> I understand. Stuff like this? <laughs> it's ridiculous. For my birthday, I, I gave him a lot of money. I just went to his house. I'm like, here's this. Give me that. Thank you. <laughs> I still have some of those beers left. Yes, that's you good. have to control your urges, but no, like I travel a lot for I'll work, try. so I go to a lot of breweries by myself because none of my coworkers or sales guys that we work with is want to go out and you know pound whiskey. I, I like whiskey and bourbon, too, but they also wanted to drink Bud Lights. But I like to go tour the city and find out what they got for us, food and you know beers they got in that scene. And I'll go sit down by myself, and somebody walks up, and just so happen, I, it's almost like I'm interviewing them or vetting them, because that guy's just sitting there having a beer, and I'm just having a beer, and we have a conversation, and soon enough, the relationship is built, and I'm like, yeah. hey, man, I'm going back to Louisiana. Are you from Louisiana? Oh, can you get Parish for me? Yeah, absolutely. So that yeah. creates that whole network for these beers that continue to come in. Awesome. And then I go back to these places, too, for work, so I continue to bring them back with me. And they just went to Indianapolis. What, were the, what was the brewery that you brought some beers back from? Uh, Sun King. We're going to try those soon. But now yeah. we know, Jay, if like we, when we're brainstorming and we forget to book a guest for uh, On Tap, we can call Cliff. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> Good call. Nice. <laughs> and the, the thing about Hot Butcher is that I think they're a fascinating case because they did all of this through distribution only. They have no tap room, and they've been able to do this through liquor stores, right? yes. which is just phenomenal. Really? Ah, completely all distribution. Yeah, you go to any Benny's in Chicago, man, it's in there. And it's like, what the hell? Wow. <laughs> Like this really, like walking into Circle K. Like just just, like, like down here in Louisiana, it's usually a beer. You got to get up at four o'clock in the morning, drive down oh yeah. somewhere for an hour and a half, and wait in line for four hours so they open. Yeah, like you can just walk in a little liquor store there, and it's there. Ooh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was you the amazing thing. It. About it's a dream sickle. Yes, that was the amazing thing about being in Portland. Jay and I went on a guy's trip a few years ago, and we spent one day in our Airbnb. There was a basement in this Airbnb with a ping pong table, so we had a ping pong tournament all day long, just like. Is we would drink beer and play ping pong. Yep. Like we would take a break from like doing all kind of stuff, and we'd go walk two blocks to the little corner liquor store to go get beer. And I'd walk in there and I'm just like, "There's so much amazing beer on this shelf. I don't know <laughs> what to grab." And then in between walking two blocks to the, to the liquor store, there's like five breweries. <laughs> just like you can just go walk in. It's like it looks like an abandoned warehouse. And you walk in there. It's a brewery. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll go try these beers. Portland, Seattle, the same way, man. Every two blocks, brewery, brewery, brewery. Yeah. We drank so much in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was amazing. I had fun. Oh. But tons and tons geez. of vanilla, tons of orange. You barely even get the strata and the citra hops in there because 
the adjunct are like yeah. overriding the hops on the back oh end. This is amazing. But if you wait, the bitterness will come in after you, after you, as you settle in. It's ridiculous. That That's really good. so good. <laughs> it tastes like a Fred Flintstone yeah. push-up pop from the ice cream man, you know? Oh, my God. Double-blazed orange. Yeah, let me know when you get some more of that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely want to get a few cans of that. That's delicious. That's awesome. And what's the name of the brewery? Oh, Hot Butcher. Hot Butcher. But I, I find that this one is a little bit off on what it used to be, and there's a reason for that, because okay. the head brewer now owns his own brewery called Phase 3 in Chicago. Okay. So he's went through all the, what I consider the three phases of working in a brewery. Yeah. So he's, he's been just a normal worker. He's been the head brewer, and now he owns his own brewery. Yeah. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier. I, I just, there's levels in a craft beer scene. Yeah. And it starts off real small where you got the explorer guy, where he doesn't know a clue about anything, but he likes craft beer because it's not the norm, and he, he's been drinking all his life or whatever. Yeah. So he sets out and spends lots of money. He's like, man, this is not any good. This is not good. Hey, how do you always know what beer is to drink? So he finds somebody, or people, like it could be like the Church of the Sacred Brew, where yeah. you find something online, or you find a set of people that tell you where to go. So he, he's out selling his boat and has no clue, but then once he finds his path, he gets those beers and he starts enjoying the hell out of them. And then, like at that point, it's another level. Like, where do you go? You start home brewing. Uh, from home brewing, where do you go from that? You open your own brewery. Yeah. It just all depends on what level you want to go with into the craft scene. But it's just like any other scene. Yeah. The food scene, uh, the music scene. Where you, hey, I really like this music. Oh, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar now. Oh, wait, I'm gonna actually go do gigs now. It's like whatever your passion is. As far as the far as you dive into it, depends on what level you go in. Yeah. That's pretty much the story of J.D. Cody. Yeah. <laughs> passion for food dive it on in passion for beer he dies on in he opens his own brewery t-shirt yeah. place didn't work out right t-shirt didn't work out <laughs> yeah, his passion go. wasn't there <laughs> too bad really yeah. too bad wasn't there. <laughs> we could have some really cool t-shirts <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I like the rally cap shirt yeah. thank you thank you maybe yeah. it did work maybe it did work right now we're not as failed a t-shirt company so this is a fantastic yeah. beer man this is man. really really good Now, how often are you, when you're at home, Kevin, and you're drinking, like, beers like this, that you get super inspired, and you're just, like, you call Jeremy, and you're like, hey, man, I, you know, I've got an idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I do is, 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 you know, just like everybody else, I'm on Instagram, I'm on websites, and I see beer releases. I see what they're putting in it. I see, and, and, and a lot of times, it's just even descriptions that inspire me, right? Yeah. So, uh, it... it those things do that, right? Following Other Half, following Hot Butcher, there are these kind of core of 12, 15 breweries that, I don't know, maybe I consider the, the kind of top of the mountain, and it's like, all right, they're, they're doing these things. Yeah. If I do them, I, I think people down here will like it, right? So I, I think that's, that's part of the thinking, right? I want, want to do beer for people that everyone will like, but at the same time, want to do some really cool stuff that I think that... that can be viewed in a similar way, right? Yeah. That's that's the goal, right? I mean, and, and not, not to not to say that it will, but but that's the goal is to say, hey, Kate, these these breweries are doing X. I, I feel like I can do something like that. Oh, for sure. And that's uh, that's kind of the way we're looking at. It. So a lot of the beers we're we're thinking about building are are kind of based, or at least get the the inspiration from some of these breweries. Hot Butcher is one of them. Like uh, first pitch is based off the uh, Hot Butcher style. Right, the way they hop their beers is how I hop first pitch. Nice. Um, so you know when that when I when I heard about the way they do it and read more and heard them on podcasts and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try this, and I'm like, you know, 
bang, that that works. I like that. And so so there's definitely a lot to it. And and how I kind of got absorbed into this stuff is through I just tried to read and listen to everything. Yeah. Right. All of the every podcast that's out there, I listen to it. So and all you, the techniques and things like that. What is your favorite beer podcast that you listen to? Um, from a from a brewing perspective, besides mine, yeah, besides yours. <laughs> From a brewing perspective, um, craft beer and brewing yep. is my favorite um, because they get the brewers on there and they don't hesitate to talk and t- about their entire process. No, they, they don't. Go, they get real technical. They get do deep into fermentation, temperature, yeah. time, all that stuff. And so for me, those were some. That was you know some of the most valuable information on on some of these techniques when building doing on IPAs, right? And I, I learned a lot of how to brew them from that podcast yeah right and, and the techniques and just uh, like how do i put that into practice nice. so um and then um let's let's see that's probably the biggest and then full full pint you know things like that just yeah. to learn more about breweries and, and that's that's more on a business side and kind of how they went about yeah. tackling opening a brewery or or expanding or whatever it is so you know things like that, but it's definitely definitely a lot of ways that you can find from from podcasts out there. It's the best way to consume information now, I think. Right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Podcasts have taken over so much. Yeah. Ten years ago, you do a podcast, and people are like, "What the hell is a podcast? Right. Like, what, is, what, what is that even?" Now that's everybody knows what a podcast yeah. is. Everybody's tuned in. They're listening to listening to podcasts, and it's it's so informative and it's so. It's easy to consume. Like, you jump in your car and you're, like, driving somewhere and, like, some podcast lasts 15, 20 minutes. Right. You know, and you can – that's a drive from, like, from Prairieville to Baton Rouge. I'm on my way to work. Yeah. Pop a podcast yeah. on my phone and just, like, listen to that on the way there. So yeah. That's – and, it's, and it, I, love the, I love the fact that you're, you're listening to these podcasts and you're wanting to learn more. You're wanting to, to know, about, know more about, like, what else can I do in the yeah. process and business-wise, like – how else can I develop my business and make yeah. it better? I take notes of when I listen to podcasts, and I have a notebook full of that I can look back on. I, I'm like, I know I heard about this technique. Yeah, let's go back and look at my notes, and then I can listen to it over again if I want to, you know. So things like that, even troubleshooting, right? I mean, I've got the tools to do anything back there. Yes, but sometimes I just need some clarification on on how to do something, and you can find it in a podcast. You can, you know. So um, so that's that's definitely a part of of my everyday life. Sweet. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So Cliff's got another one out on the table. What you got over there, Cliff? Got Berry Berry Berry, which is a triple fruited sour ale. All right. It's got blackberries and plums and blueberries in it. Ooh. Uh, Sounds horrible. This brewery is based (laughs) out of Charleston, South Carolina, where I've been the last... Oh, Charlestown? Yep. Yes. Charlestown Fermentory. I've been here three times in the past two months uh, for work, going back there in two weeks, and I plan on bringing a Pelican case with me to bring a lot of stuff back. What's cool about this brewery is the uh, head brewer started his job at Tired Hands, and then when Trium started, he was the head brewer. So his oh, whole okay. stick was he wanted to move back home eventually one day, and three years ago he moved back to Charleston, opened his own brewery, and here it is. I mean, every beer that they have in their brewery just is straight Trium. It, it reminded yeah. me of Trium. Like, yeah. From the mouthfeel to the hop selection, everything tasted like Trium. And it's like the best-kept secret in the South. I'm just shocked that nobody else knows about this big <laughs> right. brewery because it's like Trium on a budget. Like, I can get this for $6 a can versus $10 a can for Trium, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, this is a good example we talked about earlier about 450. This is done the proper way. I think it only clocks in at like 5%. So this guy did the proper procedure on 
submitting his ABVs. <laughs> this is how you do it. But it's super thick. It's super berry, and it's uh, super good. Yeah, the few uh, beers that I've gotten from you from Charlestown, I've, I've loved. I thought they were really good. So yeah. I'm excited about you going back up there soon. Yeah, I, I did. So <laughs> to my, give some more. had a couple of neighbors come over and did a blind taste, and I didn't tell them which brewery it was. I set the beers out. I had a couple of trim cans. I had this can. And they were all IPAs. And I said, you pick it out which can is which. It was amazing how many people picked the Charlestown can, which, by the way, they're drinking over there. They picked that can as being Trillium. And it was a Charlestown can. But hey, fair enough, the guy is, was the head brewery at Trillium when they first started. So. Yeah. That's a good one. I got that one from you. Yes. That is a really good beer. That's a collaboration beer, too, as well. You can see how thick this one is. Oh, yeah. Smells like berries. Thank you. Yeah, that one smells like Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. That is not a bad thing, for sure. It looks like beets. It looks like it's a glass full of beets. It does look like beet juice. I had one earlier, so I'm not going to have one right now. All right. (laughs) I was about to say, where's yours at? During the LSU celebration, I had one. It was purple, so purple drink, purple day. Maybe Wiggins will be inspired to brew something if that brewery opens anytime soon. (laughs) What's that that opening date, Wiggins? God, him with the shrug every time I ask. (laughs) Every time. Maybe. Maybe. I'm tired of the maybes. I want Super Bowl beer. Sunday. Grand yeah. open. I yeah. like it. Grand opening. Super Bowl so Sunday. So you heard it here first. Extreme uh, Farms Brewing. Super Bowl Sunday. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. Uh, sounds good. That's good. But same same mouthfeel, same, like, you know, as a 450 slushy would have. Yeah. But it shows you either... That guy knows what he's doing, and the head brewery doesn't know, or he did know, and they were like kind of cheating it. See, I feel the 450 is fruitier. Yep. You get more of that fruit flavor. This is very subtle with the fruit mm-hmm. flavor. That's the thing. One, one's got the give. Like you said, yeah, it's 50-50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what gives? You're going to back off on the flavor, and not people are going to like it as much? Or you, you, you put the more ABV in? I mean, Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the perfect balance. It's a 5%. I wish we had a 450, like, just side-by-side comparison. Oh, it looks just like it. Yeah, no, it does. It looks but absolutely like I will like tell you, you'll, you'll, like the two, you'll like the 2.68 more than you would probably like the 5. It, it got the little tang on the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. It tastes like a slushy, but that's a good quality beer there that it got me. But no, this it, is good. I know Josh over at Ingenious. We could do it there. Bam, look at that. Look, if y'all want to do it remotely, this is, this is why I, this is payback because I can't go to DC. I'm going. How about March seventh to tenth or so? Ooh, that's close because I got Sarah Week in Houston. I'm going back there, and we're actually doing an event with Ingenious with all the uh, oil and gas and energy execs there. Well, when is that? Uh, right around that tenth area. Yeah, like the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. I mean, we could just happen to be in Houston for that. I mean, we could. I, it's a big week for Houston because all these guys come in from, you know, all over the world for Sarah Week. And uh, they said, hey, Cliff, we want to do something with craft beer at this event. And they come calling me. So like, I got uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so I called Josh over at uh, Ingenious. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, we'll do four beers on flights. Uh, do a special glass for the, for the guys to come in and move out of. And it's all going to be in the lobby of the Hilton Americas. Wow, okay. Downtown. We could find that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look. This, the, they hired Jay Dakota at Guarantee Media for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> for like crazy things like this. To drink beer? Well, besides to drink yes. beer. They always. Yes. It, it's so funny. I'll be in the studio prepping, getting stuff together for Jay's show, and our operations manager walks in. And he's like, 
So what are y'all doing today? It's like, oh, we're doing wine and cheese. Like, well, how's that different from any other day? It's yeah. like, we got cheese today. Yeah, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bonus. We got cheese to pair with the wine. So it, it, it's funny. Like they walk by and we're in there like drinking wine or bourbon or cocktails. And they just walk by and they're just like, or Jay's drinking with a puppet. And they're like, what in the hip? It's like, you paid for this. This is what happens. We ain't had that one. We haven't had a porter tonight, so that's the last one. What is this one? Is that the Puerto Rican? Yes, the Puerto Rican. Ah, Jay and I were talking about that. We were just talking about the Puerto Rican. Oh, look at this guy decides to show up right toward I'm the end. But at I this think guy. we've hit every style but porters, right? I so. think so. Pretty Chris close. Pinnagy from Pelican Craft Brands and Coffee Roasters. Oh, you're right. We haven't had a lot. Oh, look what he's got in his hands right. I got some all relations with him. Look at that. Huh. It's a good man right there. Four-pack four in the truck for you, sir. For oh. me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't think you'd have it this quick. Man's good, man. Uh, you got to pay a little price for it, but he'll get it down <laughs> to you. I like it. I'll get that Venmo to you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this the Imperial Puerto Rican? Is or is this the regular Puerto Rican? It's the Imperial. Imperial, okay. Lovely. This batch is a lot better than the batch they had last year. I think last year they were experimenting. They expanded because it used to be like a two-barrel deal they would do only on tap. And then they wanted to kind of mass distribute it. And yeah. I think when they did that, they kind of watered down what was the, the Puerto Rican everybody came to love. And then I think they tweaked it, and then they came back with this, and it's, it's, it's way better than last year's. Okay. It'll never be quite as good as the one when they first originally did because, I mean, that was so small and compact. I mean, you could answer that. When you expand your recipes, I mean – how much gets watered down? How much do you lose that flavor? Yeah, when you, yeah, yeah, when you put it on a bigger scale, on a yeah. bigger, you know. Absolutely, because, yeah, I mean, you just don't know how it's going to react. Right? Yeah. The ingredients, uh, they, they behave differently in large quantities as opposed to small quantities. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes it's just uh, an experiment, essentially. Yeah, you, so you, you don't brew know it on that smaller get. level, and you're like, yeah, I nailed it. And then you get bigger, and you're like, oh, it's missing something. It's like, right. You can use the same exact... Uh, you know, kind of ratio of ingredients, and you're yeah. not going to taste the same necessarily. Now, I've never had the original, uh, original one, so I'm perfect. Is this, your, is this your first time? Then good. Oh my god! Yeah, back in the day, bad. they they did some like single cask. They would bring out. Oh yeah. And like you would literally have to get a glass and get back in line while you're drinking that one, because otherwise you're only going to get one, yeah, you know, one pour of it. Yeah. Like I said, I thought last year's was a little more watered down, a little disappointed. But they came back strong with this particular yeah. batch. I think they got a great nose What's ABV on, on this. Yeah. Uh, that's a good boy. Right <laughs> I would think it's probably 11, maybe. Oh, no. So the Puerto Rican, it's got a little coconut little on it. A little coconut. Put in a rum barrel. Ah, the rum barrel. I love the rum barrel. It's a, it's a secret. I can't and it's an imperial, so it's, it's uh, going to untap it real quick. extra potent already. Yeah, I would think so. Ooh. You can smell it. You it smells, it smells fantastic. Great nose. You get the coconut and the rum on there. It's good nose. Gnarly oh. barley doing the thing. That is good. Yeah. It's like an almond joy. That's I mean, delicious. not almond joy, uh, a mounds. 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 I always mounds. preferred the almond joy to the mounds, but yeah, it's Myself, more of a I'm mounds. not a coconut guy, but that tastes like a mounds. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, Ooh. no almond on it. Some roastiness on the back end. A little, a little dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that that's your mounds. Nine percent. Yeah. Percent. Yeah. Oh that's man. That's flavorful for nine percent, right? There. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if oh you look God. at the difference, so like last year, you clocked in an average of four point one five, and then this year's batch is four point four five. So everybody kind of 
understood it. It got watered down yeah. and wasn't quite as what it was, but this year's batch is uh, yeah, the chocolate's went back to the old school. That's good, man. By the way, there's still bottles over there. Really? In their fridge. At Gnarly? Yeah. I don't have time to the go to Hammond. It, last, the last time they released <laughs> it, it ran out the day of. Yeah. But, uh, I went there last Friday. Um, well, I know they ran out of cans of the Puff Puff. Oh, Puff Puff was out in three hours. Yeah. Yeah. You let that warm up, it's straight bread pudding. Oh, yeah. Straight bread pudding. Like, they need to put that in a rum barrel or a... Or a bourbon barrel. That would be perfect. I want somebody well, to take. I'm grateful that I got to taste it. Yeah. <laughs> I want Thank somebody to guys. take BRQ's carrot cake. Go on. Carrot oh. cake stout. Dude, I've oh, always go. thought, dude, that at, at one point in time, this was years ago, but somebody was asking me about, like, what would a J. Cody beer be if you collaborated with a brewery? And I, yeah. like, a carrot cake stout is actually what I thought of. I love carrot cake. Have you guys? And had I think the, it would work with a stout. How much carrot, carrot cake can you make? Yes. To dump in the yeah. tank. Yeah. Yeah. Me and really. eighty of my friends had to eat the piece. But, Dude, they know. literally brought us like an eight-pound piece we of carrot cake. <laughs> it's still at my house. Like I still have some of it left. I've been. Yeah. I just go and I will take like three uh, or four good. bites. I'm glad you up. ended up with it. You yeah. didn't leave it at Brickyard. Well, I got in the car and was leaving Brickyard <laughs> and like. Then you remember carrot cake. Went back. Got the carrot cake. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Although we can get more tonight. Oh yeah. We're gonna get more tonight. That. Yeah, I'll take the leftovers home this time. There you go. It's all yours. Uh, this is not this that I, is that's what I need to do. If I didn't have to play D and D tomorrow, I would go. So for MLB <laughs> open, so for MLB opening day, we'll have a carrot cake stout with a collab with Jay, right? Oh, there you go. You want to put a carrot cake stout? <laughs> I mean, we're talking January now. you got enough got time we'll, to do we'll it. Be, we'll be talking Man. with the, the head chef of BRQ later. I was going to say, maybe we can make this a, a, some sort of multi-collaboratory uh, yeah, brewing man. with BRQ carrot cake. and That's a lot of carrot cake else. you got to brew. That, I, mean, it's the, I yeah, think Justin would be all they for can, it. They can make as much carrot cake as we need. Sweet. Yeah. At least three nights worth of just cooking. Have you had that carrot cake? I have not. You're going to have it tonight? All right, cool. Yes. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> Tell you right now, and you're going to be, it's life-changing. <laughs> it's, life-changing. It's, it's the best, it's the it's best really carrot cake I've ever had. Carrot cake. I like it. Yeah. I like it. No. And it comes out in a slab that, like you right. said, like 30 One serving serves 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's about, when, it, when the cake is finished, it's about a 50-pound carrot cake. Wow. Yeah. And then Dude. they sur- slice that into, like, tenths. Yeah. So it's about five pounds of carrot cake per serving. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's something ridiculous So if they like do that. 20 of those, we can shove that in the tank. Yeah. And it would be good to go, well, right? I think we get a good beer out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah, is that what we need? 1,000 pounds of carrot cake? Yeah, it sounds, sounds about right. 1,000 pounds. That'd be, that'd be perfect. Man, and, that size, and that size tank? Yeah, about 1,000 pounds. I get it. This is impressive, man. This is really, really good. Yeah, I was, I was super excited when I tried. I was like, man, so disappointed last year. And, I, and even Zach, he, he knew it. Like, yeah. this is our first time expanding to, like, make this much to give out because it always was a small cast beer where everybody just showed up and had it at the brewery. But yeah. they, they tweaked it, and they came back, and they came back strong, man. It was, it was really good beer. That, that's one thing I always wondered. And, Kevin, I'll ask you this as, as well. Like, as, as Cliff said, when they released that last year, Zach knew it wasn't where it needed to be. But they released it anyway. Right. How do you feel about that? Like, would you brew something and, like, release it knowing it's not ex- not right where you want it to be, but it's good enough to release? Or would you rather just, like, dump it's like, it? It's like and, a Barbara Walters question. Yeah, yeah I mean, good enough to release is, <laughs> is kind of the key, I mean, that's, right? That's, I a, mean, that's, a, that's a tough question. Yeah. It was still a good beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You saw it still averaged yeah. four. Exactly. But it was but, not what we always expected the last two yeah. years before that. You know? Right. Yeah. But, like, as a, as a brewer, like, that beer is your baby. Like, yeah. that's your recipe. 
You want that to be everything you have in your head when you're writing that recipe down. You want that beer to come out of that tank and be that good. Right. So when it comes out and you're like, eh, it's not exactly where I want it to be, but I guess it's close enough. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you got to keep in mind how much that beer costs to brew, right? Exactly. For, for Zach, that Ingredients was... Ingredients aren't cheap. Right. And that was an expensive people, beer. That's, well, we'll get to that. I'll get to that question later, but go ahead and yeah. finish this um, one. You know, I'll be honest, we dumped a, a batch, right? But the, but we're starting up getting used to the system, right? Uh, and I, But I think that's important, right? But when you talk about a special batch like Puerto Rican like that, you know... If it's a good beer and not the best beer you brewed, you're just you may be disappointed. You're probably still releasing it yeah. because you know it's it the investment is just too yeah. big, right? I mean, it's still a business in the end. But if it's something where you're like, this is not good, you got to dump it, right? Yeah. I think that's the, that's the dif- difference, right? You don't want to serve beer that that you think people won't like. True. If they say, hey, you know, this isn't last year's version. You may have to live with that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, if it's not good. Dump it down the drain. Yeah. Okay. So the old oh, drain pour. The old drain yeah. pour. Yeah. It happens. It does happen. So another question I have, and I see this a lot on the church page on Facebook, and I'm, I'm I am guilty of it as well. The prices of special releases, and I'm going to just put this brewery out there because it's the main one that does. Oh, here like we this. go. And. Trying to, like I love this brewery to death, and I buy beers from them all the time. But perish, sure. When they put a special release out there, sending you a cease and desist letter. <laughs> Continue. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I I see a lot when they do a special release, people complaining about the price point. Now I for one have a limited budget on what I can spend on beer, so sometimes that does affect if I'm going to buy a special release or not. But I see sometimes people just bitching about the price of a beer just to bitch. Right. And those people, I don't think, understand how much money goes into buying economics and everything, the ingredients <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to brew a beer. Right. Like, how do you feel when you see something like that on you know, yeah. social media? Um, it's tough because when I see prices, they don't phase me, right? Be- yeah. Because I understand how much hops cost, right? And, and what drives Parish beers, what drives a lot of breweries' beers are hops, yes. right? And to make it taste the way it tastes, you need an insane amount of hops. And you got to spend that money. And it's exorbitantly expensive. Um, and I just think people don't understand that. So they're very expensive beers to make, and they're being priced that way. Every price is determined basically by how much it costs you to brew, yes. right? There's a markup to it. So it means if you're seeing a beer that... that cost something that is out of your normal budget, it's because it it costs X amount more than their normal beer. So, I, you know, it's it's tough. I would say, but, you know, I get it, though, right? I sympathize with that, right? Because yeah. in the same way, I'm some, I make decisions on not buying beers sometimes because they're too expensive. Um, but but is that beer going to sell out? Yeah. It's going to sell out. Right. Then, then the brewery should charge more. Yeah, yeah. right. And that's, so, yeah, <laughs> like kudos to, to, to Parrish for, you know, doing what they do. Right. I've missed out on a lot of special Parrish releases because mm-hmm. I can't afford that. Right. There's been things that Cliff has gotten in that I want to get from him, but I'm like, I can't afford to get this beer right now. I have to wait. Right. And I think a lot of the layman craft beer drinkers don't understand 
the amount of money that goes into making right. beer. Yeah, like it, they just it, it goes back it. to what I speak, the level of a craft beer enthusiast. Yes. The, right. the further you get into it, you start to understand it. Yeah. But a guy who just got into it, he's like, wait a minute, man, I, I can go get this Natty Light 12-pack for six ninety nine, and you want me $24 yes. for a yeah. four-pack? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, but you'll drink that four-pack and have the same result of drinking that same. <laughs> yeah. And you probably won't have the same hangover the next day. Yeah. And it's I was, quality, you know. I was that guy until I started working for Tin Roof. And then I saw what they were spending on all the ingredients to make their beers. And I'm just right. like, whoa, that's pretty damn expensive yeah. to make a beer. Yeah, absolutely. Natural it's, versus artificial. Yeah, you know? I mean, right. that's just how it goes. Yeah, they'd rather not charge that much, yeah. right? Yeah. But they, they have to. So, yeah. you know. I get it. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't bother me. I mean, that's, it's, it's anything. Wine, bourbon, whiskeys. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. And it's right now, thing. there's enough people like Cliff. Right, yeah. that you can do that, right? Because there may come a time when, hey, it's priced out, and you know, if it keeps going up, 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 I don't yeah. know, you know. It's, but it's basic economics. I mean, yeah. if you basic got basic economics, yeah. it's supply yeah. and demand. There's an equilibrium. Yeah. If they can charge thirty-two dollars yeah. a can and people buy it, then they might so as well it. charge more. You got three yeah. guys bitching right? about it on the they, internet. Yeah. They should go. <laughs> they should go up on the price until they aren't selling out. Totally agree. And then start coming back down. Totally agree. But find that equilibrium. I mean, and it's either that or increase the supply. Right. Right. If yeah. if you know, and and by all means, like. That's, that's macro beer, right? Yep. It's, they want to keep the price down, so everybody's buying it. So it's the cheap man's drink, so everybody's drinking it. And Bud and Miller and Coors are all priced the same. And Natty and High Life and all those are just under it. Absolutely. Right? But close enough to where – but brew as much as you can well, and I make it as efficient as possible to I brew think it. Ghost is the perfect example of that, of economics, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. they decided to go quantity. They did. Yeah. Right? And that, You're right. that resulted in a redu- reduction in price. Yeah. yeah. And how, how low would that go? I, or how much could you make before it stopped selling, right? I mean, yeah. and, and I don't, I don't know whether it's good or bad for them. What was better in the past, or where they're at now? Sure, but it, well, that's, but I, that's the example. yeah. I, I think they had something so good with Ghost that it was just like, let's brew this, let's put this out, let's make it available in bottles, let's make it available on tap, and then let's continue to push new stuff. Right. Yeah. That gives you that. They have the best of both worlds because they yeah. have Ghost yeah, on, on distribution and they have DDH Ghost mm. as a special release. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So right. now you're doing this. They just did this weekend. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Well, and, and then all the blooms and, yeah. and obviously everything Atticus, else. Yeah. yeah. But it's like yeah. we were talking about on the radio the other day, like whiskey, how that's like Blanton's, where like Blanton's was like, you could find that anywhere, like Weller. Then all of a sudden it's like, I can't get my hands on this shit yeah. because yeah, it's like, so the, it's nuts. The surprising thing to me there is that they're allowing the secondary market to have as big of an impact as they are. Yeah. Because it seems to me like the Buffalo Trace distillery ought to start charging twice as much for yeah. a bottle of Pappy as they are. Absolutely. And look, it, it's, it's nice when the grocery stores around here, because the allocation is so small, they do a raffle and you get to go buy it at proper retail price. And that bottle of Pappy 23 that you can buy from Calandro's for $400 that night, mm-hmm. if, you, yeah. if, you, if you're the one person that gets to buy a bottle, right. you, go you can buy lot. it for 400 You go in the parking <laughs> lot, you can sell it for 4000 yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, Somebody's going to buy that. Why, why isn't Buffalo Trace selling Calandro's that bottle right for 2000 yeah. So Calandro's <laughs> can then sell it for 4000 I but But also, I'm glad it's that way no, that's a great and, it, point. and it's 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 a very bourbon is a very interesting 
economic study right now. If there's some student out there oh, that's, really? a, that's about to work on an economics degree, if there is, I don't know. There are plenty of students about to work on an economics degree. If you want a subject to study, bourbon would be a fun one. Craft beer would be a fun one as well mm-hmm. uh, because the economics <laughs> of it really are, are fascinating. Yeah. Do you feel like the craft beer craze start to level off? Or do you think it's still growing? I think in Louisiana it's still growing, right? I think there's a lot of yeah. opportunity. Great I point. think in other states it, like it is leveling off. Think, yeah. yeah, I do think it, it may be getting there or at least approaching it. Yeah. But in Louisiana, I think we have a long way to go. I think no, there's a lot of people who we can convert to craft beer drinking. It's absolutely on point. I and mean, if you yeah. look at like Boston, all right, those guys there who are drinking Trillium yeah. and the Boston. tree houses on it, they're leveled out, right? Yeah. Here, we're not even at that level yet. No, we're, we're like four or five years level. behind. Not yeah, even Which close. is exciting to a me. Decade. Yeah. Like, I think now, it's like we're not even, we haven't even gotten to that peak yet. No. Because now you're starting to see a lot of these local breweries, not the ones that are opening up now, but the ones that have been established, are finally getting canning machines because that's what made the craft beer scene blow up, not just here locally, but nationwide for yeah. trading and everything. Like, Louisiana is not even near a peak. No. We're right, at right now. At I think it's going to so mimic far behind. what you saw yeah. in other places, right? In other cities where we're just exactly six or seven years behind yeah. it. Where now all of a <laughs> that's sudden, Louisiana all these breweries are always yeah, behind. Yeah, right. that, that's what kind of blows my mind right. because we specialize in food and booze. And why are we behind on exactly. the booze? We should be the forefront now, of all we that. We have sped this up in the last two years. Like, yeah. Look how many brews we got coming into Baton Rouge now. I'm banking on people going to Wiggins' brewery. And drinking craft beer for the first time, yeah, and then end up coming here. What else right? they got? What I mean, else they got? Right. So and that's, that's usually when you're, you guys who yeah. dive into craft, when they first get that, you know, they they pop their cherry. You're like, oh man, where's some more of this? You know? Yes. Yeah. Oh wait, they got another one here in Baton Rouge. They got one over here in Denham Springs. Okay, yeah. let's go. Let's get it. Let's do it. And then they kind of like, well, what else you got besides out of, out of Louisiana? Right. And they start finding out. Oh, here's the OGs, the Churiums, the Great Notions, yeah. and the, the Monkishes, and all that. And they're like, wow, this is really great. But yet they're like so far ahead. That's what I'm saying. This like, is, where this have you been? Very, people. Yeah. We are very still buried down. We are. And I think that's exciting. Because yeah. I, I, I see where it's at. Yeah. And we're not even near there. Yeah. yeah. But it's I can, like it's here, yeah. and like we're way down here. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm looking forward climbing. to it. I can save money. I got all this beer flowing yeah. in now. And I definitely wanted to be a part of that, yeah. right? I think yeah. that's part of the motivation Great. for this whole yes. thing we've got here, right? Is that I think there's a long way to go. <laughs> Wouldn't have jumped in if I thought it was mm-hmm. leveled out. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm not going to open a brewery. Right. And it's, it's great. Like, for a while, I wasn't even trying to find beer from 450 or Trillium or Treehouse because we were making so much great beer here in state. I'm like, I don't need to go search for that stuff. It's right here in state. And that's the great thing. Like, these bre- there's every like you said, like it, yeah. we're starting to catch up. And it's still going to take a while. We're still, like, five or six years away from, like, where we need to be. But the fact that the breweries are, are realizing that and they're trying to get there now it's a great thing. I love yeah. it. It's yeah. awesome. And it's only going to help every brewery. Yeah. And I can't wait for the Jada Cody, Matt Muscone, and Lee Feinswag beer tour this summer. Because <laughs> uh, it's going to be Baton Rouge based this yeah. year. Yes. And it's going to be. Can I drive the bus? Yeah. <laughs> if you got a CDL, let's yeah, sure. do it. Why not bring some more of that stuff? Yeah. Right here, right? I don't want you great. driving, I want you drinking. <laughs> it's going to be great to have, a, have, a, have a, a craft beer bus tour where you can go to Tin Roof, mm-hmm. Southern Craft, Rally Cap, Cypress Coast, Lachian. Gilla. Like you got, so I mean, I'm looking for investors. I want to open a brew bus. 
Dude, Nola Brubos kills it. I know. Those guys are crushing it. Let's now. talk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. Because, like, you'll get a nice chest when you get on board. Nice chest is going to be something like that. And yeah. then we hit each brewery up. Let's roll. We have enough breweries now. By the My mother in law has I mean, the license to drive the buses. She's, she's, she's classified <laughs> yeah. so she can drive it. I mean, it, to me, it makes sense. If you want to make Baton Rouge a tourist destination, and we have these craft breweries in the area. Like, why not have something like the Nola Beer Bus you can. here? You can, you can do the full tour, the half tour, just based on where the locations are at. Yeah. If you're downtown and you just want to hit a few spots, then you like you go to Tin Roof, you go to Cypress Coast. Yep. You know, you go you go to two breweries. If you want to do the whole thing, then you hit everybody. Yep. And you can do that in a whole day. Yeah. And it's awesome. I'm glad Baton Rouge is finally in. I mean, because Tin Roof has been the only game in town forever. Then Southern Craft showed up. Now we've got Rally Cap. We've got Cypress Coast. I mean, this Gilla. Is Gilla. I mean, it's a, it's a short drive to Gonzales, people. Just do it. Just get an Uber or a Lyft. Gilla's <laughs> doing great things. Go out there and try their beers. Come here to Rally Cap. Drink their beers. They're doing great stuff here as well. I'm excited about Sours coming up because I love Sours. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait for you to do that. To all the married people out there, get your wife pregnant so you have a designated driver. This yes. works as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Chuck and I are single, so yeah. don't wish that upon us. But when my ex-wife was pregnant, she was my designated driver, and it was fantastic. <laughs> but bring her up here, get some sours first, then get her pregnant, and then <laughs> there you she'll go. drive you to all the other ones. Get the then sours. designated driver for yeah, nine yeah, months. We're promoting all kinds of crazy Genius, really. <laughs> Jesus. Kevin, thank you so much for having us oh, here, Oh, thanks for coming, man. I this enjoyed it. This great. I love it. Guys, check out Rally Cap. Follow them on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. You guys on Twitter as well. Rally Cap Brewing. All, all social media. All the social media. Follow yeah. them. Tell Brilliant. everyone the hours of operation when you guys are open. So we're open seven days a week. Uh, we open Monday through Thursday, 4 to 10. Friday, noon to 10. Saturday, Sunday, 11 to 10. Awesome. There you go. You won't find a cooler place to come watch LSU baseball or Major League Baseball here than Rally Cap. We're going to do opening day. Absolutely. MLB. It's going to happen here. I'm here. I'm here. We're going to do the Jay to Cody show. We're going to do the We're going to do like a special beer, maybe an IPA that's like something to do with the Astros yeah. and cheating. Oh, yeah. you got to do <laughs> well, a Oh, beer. so before yeah. you go, we got a oh. beer coming out. Whoa, all right. Friday. It's called okay. uh, Signal Stiller. It is. <laughs> no. I think Astros it, are the, cheaters. The old time baseball fans will get the, the double reference. Okay. Yeah. The beer is called Bang the Trash Can Slowly. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, as someone who doesn't really know baseball, I don't, I don't catch well, that. Well, besides hooking up electronics to the guy's chest, yeah. he just banged you. Yeah. Oh, oh that ball. was part of it, too? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so, right. But also, there's a second part yeah. of it. So Robert De Niro starred in the one of the biggest, base, most famous baseball movies of all time. was called Bang the, Drunks, Bang the Drum, Drum Slowly. That's true, yes. Yeah. So uh, it, we kind of worked that into. No, that's cool. What style is that going to be? It's a double, double, it's a double IPA. Nice. Bring yeah. it on. Bring it on. Yeah. So I that's, like that. that's Friday. Sweet. So that's going to be the... Look at my calendar. 20, 24th. Oh, it's 24th. next week? Yeah, next oh, week. Oh, man. I'm yeah. here. There you go. <laughs> you got to come back quick. Like, yeah. that's I'm right. off next week. Right here we go. We're going to lift and come out here and have some beers <laughs> next Friday. Perfect. Kevin, thank you again Tremendous. for your hospitality, sir. This has been great. Thank you. Great I appreciate it. Uh, Kev, uh, Cliff, thank you, sir, for being here as well. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah, good beer. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, Thanks, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay, where is that? Don't forget to tune into the Jay to Cody Show on Talk 107.3, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Oh, very professional. There you go. And don't forget to tune into Eagle for the Night's Watch, 7 to midnight, Monday through Friday as well. So here's, here's my idea about the cream milk. All right, there you go. Go ahead before we shine off. Brew it with rice. You double the rice, and you, it's with Mahatna rice. You may get a deal with Mahatna. Mahatna, yeah, sure. And you call it a jambalaya cream ale. And you can it with a freaking cast iron pot, and people will buy it just because Joe Blow will walk in the store and be like, oh, it's a cast iron pot. I'm going to try this out. 
But like when you serve I it, can you like a little bit of sausage yeah. like on the glass? I guarantee you, like the guy who just drinks Miller Lite Cool is gonna drink this and like, hey, it's pretty good. It's not as much bite on the back end. It's kind of smooth. Right. It's like a Miller Lite, but it's not. Good. It's like Budweiser. They brew it with rice. They'll be they like, will, how do we do the iron, the cast iron pot? Oh, I can do the logo, everything. And oh, I guarantee oh, the logo. Gotcha. Yeah, well, on the can. But I guarantee you, you, you do that. The guy who has no clue is gonna be like, yeah, Jambalaya pot. He's gonna yeah. go and buy it. And he's gonna try it, and he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna go back and get some more." Cliff is talking perfect, nonsense, people. Perfect store beer. All right, thank and y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Don't forget to follow the, the ABB podcast what else on Facebook, yeah, on Instagram. Until next time, but I don't know I if you can work something out with my hands.